for another episode of Bit War Podcast. I am your host, Brett Bates. Join with me, as always, Zachary Goins. How's it going? And Andrew the Wink Winkleman. Merry Christmas. Yes. By the time you guys download this and listen to it, it'll probably be Christmas already. So Merry Christmas to all of our faithful listeners. Uh, oh, this oh, is oh. <laughs> yeah. This is a special episode. This is our Game of the Year episode. But before we get into that... There are some big things coming out of the Nintendo camp that were leaked. And if these are true, kind of devastating, in my opinion. Um, Wink, you were the one that showed me the article. So why don't you go over the leaked physical hardware specs of the Nintendo Switch? Oh, crap. I don't have the article pulled up. I oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, oh, man. Um, uh, give me a second. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so... Essentially, what has happened is a really good source, someone that has been very accurate in the past, has leaked some information about the CPU and memory specs in the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I do remember they said it is using the NVIDIA uh, Maxwell architecture, not the new Pascal architecture in the ten, uh, the 1000 series, but the Maxwell chipset, which is found in the 900 series. Now, I've said this before, but my NVIDIA Shield tablet has the same architecture chip in it, and it runs games beautifully at 1080p without mm. a problem. Um, I've game streamed on it, The Witcher 3, uh, which usually it uses the computer resources more than the, the tablets, but I have played Half-Life 2, Episode 1, 2, and 3 at full settings, uh, 1080p. And I've played it for like five hours before I had to plug it back in, uh, and that is on that was on battery. Jeez, uh, it was beautiful. The load times were faster than when I played it on computer. Uh, the thing is marvelous. So I was excited when they announced that, that chipset was going to be in the Nvidia or uh, not Nvidia Nintendo Switch. So Wink, you had that article. I mean, there's a few different ones. I'm trying to figure out the most uh, the most uh, Cliff Notes version because the Digital Foundry is the team is the who leaked who found the leaked information. Um, but there's it's I mean it's just a really long article. Um, like this is from VG twenty four seven. Oh Jesus, that is a big old bug that just crawled across my laptop. <laughs> oh my God, that thing was enormous. What the hell was oh, that? Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, anyway, uh, the report notes that the Switch will indeed feature two performance configuration, the dock configuration, where the Switch is the most powerful, as expected. Unfortunately, the dock itself doesn't offer another GPU or CPU. It only serves as a mean, a means for the, converse, uh, the console to have a sustained power input, which allows the clock higher speeds as possible on the go. CPU-wise, the Switch core will run at 20, 1020 megahertz, regardless of setup. What the what change? Uh, what does change with docking? However, memory is the memory controller, and that goes from thirteen thirty one megahertz to sixteen hundred megahertz, and the GPU speeds, and and the GPU speeds. Interestingly, interestingly, developers have the freedom to use a full memory bandwidth if they want. The GPU in particular gets the highest boost, allowing 
DAC configuration to reach 768 megahertz compared to a meager 307 when handheld. Uh, curiously, Nintendo seems to have underclocked the Tegra X1 GPU even in the dock mode compared to the Tegra X1 or what it can allow for. Digital, Digital Foundry uh, gives an example of the TV Shield TV, which uses the same Tegra X1 chip but runs a GPU at 1 gigahertz. That's like a third uh, when when it's handheld in that dock. That's like a third of what it can run, it, what it can handle. Yeah. The low speeds, 40% of the portable configuration are possibly an attempt to manage thermal battery life. Uh, as things stand, a dock switch features a GPU with a two and a half times the power as the same unit running from memory or from the battery. Uh, the specs are unlikely to change from now until launch as a site notes. The documentation sent to developers uh, mentions this, this, these specs are final. So if this is true, that's what this, you know, then nothing will change. Yeah. So in all that technical jargon that Wink just dropped, essentially what it's saying is this Tegra X1 chip is capable and is currently running in devices at roughly one gigahertz, right? What most people say, well, one gigahertz, it's not very fast. Um, but it is for a mobile chipset like this when it's based off of a graphics processing architecture instead of a CPU architecture. So one gigahertz is pretty quick. And so in docked mode, when it has more power, this thing doesn't even get the full one gigahertz. It's no, limited it's, to the 768 megahertz, right? Right. And then, then it's cut even farther in half. It's cut in less than half when it's on its handheld mode. Right. The 307. So essentially, it will be running at a third. And when you pull it out of the dock, it's running at a third of its capabilities, um, which is right. just... That's just, so crazy. It is crazy. And I don't, I don't know why they're doing it. And like the article it, said, maybe it's for the battery life, but... 100% battery. There'd be no other reason to do it. I, I, just, I don't know. They've probably figured out there's a baseline for how many hours someone will probably want to use a portable. You know, make that three, four hours minimum you know and so they clocked it to that you know that that point that was their baseline and how you know much they had to dock it down a little bit to to reach that yeah and, and there's no other reason for it no and you're right it, it is to hit their battery life targets but i feel like that's a mistake i feel like maybe it should be a user desired uh, setting you know where you can say do you want it full performance all the time? Do you want a battery life versus dock um, scenario? Like that's what PCs do. Yeah, exactly. And lap, but gaming laptops, you can set it to where when I'm on the AC power, I want full performance. When I'm on battery, I either can choose to stay at the highest performance, get less battery life, or I can tell it, yeah, declock everything, um, give me the longest battery life possible. I don't How, see why that's impossible to do in the in the switch. I wonder if it was a developer decision, like if they did that with developers in the mind. I don't know how if that's you know how difficult that is for someone to put that in the in their game. You know that option. I mean, I don't know how much resources and manpower it takes in order to add something like that because games in itself are broken most of the time these days anyway. So I just wonder if that's just an extra issue that it could cause uh, maybe uh, very very likely um 
the other thing is, based on these specs, I think they also leaked that it's only going to be uh, pushing out one teraflop of GPU processing power, uh, yeah. which is less than, I guess it's, it's a little less than the standard PS4 and Xbox One. It's not too far behind those. But when you talk about the PS4 Pro and what the Project Scorpio is talking about, uh, you know, up in the neighborhood of five and six teraflops, this thing is dreadfully behind mm -hmm. in, in raw graphics power. But yeah. some of the trailers, the games that they showed didn't look bad. No, that, I mean, that's never been Nintendo's MO. You know, it's been yeah. their it's been their their games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they've always had a, a different art direction, different style for all their, you know, exclusive titles. So it doesn't have to be a, a beast, but it's got to exactly. it's got to get to a certain point to where it has to feel like a next gen console. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you can get a next gen console with different graphics because that Zelda game, as beautiful as it was, was artfully done to where it didn't need like incredibly deep rendering distances you know like it was mm -hmm. very colorful very geographic or uh, geometric and that was it so i mean it was a massive there's a game that's true but i mean like the distance the amount of processing power needed to render a game like that compared to like a fallout or a skyrim or even uh, an over like not an overwatch but like even a I'm trying to think of another open world Grand Theft Auto is completely different because it's a different art style, you know. Well, but they're bringing over, they're bringing Skyrim to this. That's one of the games that they showed in their teaser trailer with Skyrim. Yeah, but let's not forget though that Skyrim was developed for the 360 and was only mm -hmm. recently ported to the Xbox One, which has a little over, I think, 1.3 teraflops of GPU power. No. So the thing has the power to run that game. I don't deny it, yeah. doubt that at all. When they release, when they hinted at all this third-party stuff coming that doesn't i mean i assume that included future games as well yeah i would think so I, 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 yeah i would assume I mean, how is the next skyrim gonna run on something like this yeah is it? the next elder scrolls and this is where i fear that it's gonna go on the same path as uh the force awakens where every other console got the full-blown game and they had to remake the game for the wii u well, not remake yeah. it, but they made a completely different game for the Wii U because it just couldn't handle. Yeah, I mean that's 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 mm -hmm. a huge mistake, mm -hmm. and as uh, that's I don't understand why they would do something like that. Yeah, neither do I. Um, we'll see. Um, the thing that kind of for me takes the sting away a little bit is the next leak that came out. I think just today, right? Correct. Or was it yesterday? Well, no, today. Um, is the, the release price. Um, now, they're saying that there's two different versions, and this is a UK retailer. Now, historically, uh, the euro is worth more than the dollar. So typically, when you say 20 euros, it's something like $28 comparison. But for whatever reason, in the gaming hardware market, normally like controllers are 59.99 euros. Um, it is 59.99 dollars as well. And same with consoles. So I, I have good reason to believe that these euro prices are going to be the U.S. dollar prices as well. Um, they're saying that the basic version will sell for $199.99. So basically $200. Mm -hmm. 
and then a premium version with a higher storage capacity and a rumored bundle gain for two forty nine ninety nine, uh, which that's not a bad price at all. Yeah, I, I saw two completely different prices. I didn't. That's not what I saw. Oh, what did you see? I saw two forty nine and two ninety nine. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's. I think it's further down the article that it said that if you if you convert that to U.S. dollars, it'll be two forty nine and three hundred. Um, oh, okay. But, but what I'm saying is that typically, uh, like the Xbox One S is two ninety nine U.S. and it's also two ninety nine European, the euro. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's why I think that it'll stay the same. If it is one ninety nine euros, I think it'll be one ninety nine U.S. as well. I know this article says that it'll probably be two forty nine and two ninety nine. That's too high, in my opinion. I don't think you can sell something like that. The two ninety nine. The two ninety nine. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, agree. I don't think you can push that, even with a bundled game, because the PS four standards and the Xbox One S bundles, uh, like you get the controller, the console, and up to three games at some points are two forty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't see how you can ask for $300 for this comparatively. Well, that's, a, that's also a four-year-old console. Right. And, you know, with without any Nintendo-related games. So it's I don't, I don't look at it that direction. I, I was kind of hoping it would be $300 because that, in my mind, meant there was some good hardware in it. And it was going to be powerful enough to make, you know, future-proof itself for better games for, you know, games for higher resolution TV, stuff like that. Right, but with what we've heard, do you think yeah, that's which, happening? Which, who knows now? You know, I, we'll see, I guess. Um, yeah. If it's $300 and the system isn't as, uh, you know, is kind of like the, the Wii U was and just an outdated, you know, technically and just can't handle what the other two consoles can out, you know, put out, at least be in the same ballpark. And then, I mean, that's, a huge problem. This one will this one will fail just like the last one did. Yep. And yeah, the Wii U, I think they're getting rid of it sooner or later. I, well, think they, I saw an article. Yeah, they announced they today. announced that they stopped production. So whatever yep. they have in stock is what they sell. Once they're out, they're out. That's just so crazy. Yep. So we'll see. Like Wink said, uh, we'll be really interested. January twelfth was it? Is the uh, official announcement by Nintendo the date they've set for the. That sounds right. That date sounds familiar. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think it is January. I'm trying to skim real quick to see if I can find it. I can't. So, anyways, we will. uh, It's January 12th. Pretty sure that we will hear more about the Switch. Probably confirmed hardware, confirmed price. Uh, They rumor that the new Zelda game will be released alongside this, but I thought it got pushed back. It did. So, it, like, it got delayed, but that doesn't mean it. We don't know when the console's coming out, so delayed to what you know. Well, <laughs> they announced that the Switch would be available in March 2017. I don't remember seeing that. Um, yeah, it, I didn't see any official window for I. I just know it's 2017. I didn't see any spring. I didn't see anything like that. Well, as a release yeah, maybe it. this means they push the console release back or. Because I'm, I'm 99% sure they officially announced that the Switch would be available in March 2017. Hmm. I think you're. I, I feel like I remember that sometime too. But yeah. 
Anyways, moving on to what we want to talk about tonight. I mean, we want to talk about Nintendo, but the big reason why tonight's episode is special Hmm? is because it's our Game of the Year episode. So we're going to give our Game of the Years, our reasoning, and then hash it out against each other. Hash it out. Hash it out. Hash it out. last year, man, did I take a verbal beating from these two. <laughs> I, I don't forget to read from both, both of you. I didn't like what did I, who did I say last year? You said Fallout 4. Fallout 4, like the homer you are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a bad, I don't think that's a bad choice. It's a bad now, choice. Now, Brett's choice was awful. No, my, the game I chose gets talked about more still today than Fallout 4 does. But for different reasons, not because it's a good game. Oh, I didn't say what the reason was. I'm just saying. Game of the Year, Halo 5. Sticking with it for last year. Not this year. I have a different pick for this year. Halo Don't 5, worry. 2016. <laughs> um, who wants to go first? I think Zach should go first. I'm really interested to hear what I'm he's going to say. His, his choices. Yeah. Okay. All right, Zach, give us your Game of the Year, your defenses of that game. And let's go from there. All right. Well, I did a runner-up and then my game of the year. That's fine. I got, I got so, two. I could talk about Runner-up. I'll say runner-up is a game I got three days ago. And I know you guys will make fun oh of me God. for this. Oh my FIFA God. 17. Stop. Absolutely Stop. incredible. Oh, my the God. The game. Listen. It's my runner-up. It's not my game of the year. Is our game of the year. Why don't you say what? Why don't we just pick Madden or NBA 2K7? Because <laughs> Madden, okay, if I had NBA, that might be game of the year. Oh, my God. Backup. <sighs> I'm going to say this the entire time Link's talking. <laughs> so I say FIFA 17 is runner-up because it got way better from 16 and 15. That's the only reason why. The game is beautiful. It's it's fueled by uh, the Frostbite engine, the same engine that does like Battlefield and Battlefront. And pretty much any other like EA action game, it's the same thing. It's beautiful. It's fun to play. It's really hard. You know, that's that's a runner-up. So, my game of the year is for a couple reasons. And I wrote them down. Um, my game of the year is a beautiful game. It looks very, very good. It's a fun game uh, to look at. It's a fun game to play. I mean, I catch myself getting frustrated every once in a while, but I think it's more because my teammates and I don't get on the same level, (laughs) like most games. Um, The characters in the game are level, and the producers and developers of the game continue to push for the game to be different, for it to be fun, for it to be... um, They put out different, like, events... And that's why Overwatch is game of the year for me. You know, I think that from May till now, the hype train has just literally been cruising along. It hasn't slowed down at all. It hasn't stopped. It's just kept going. And every Wait, time they introduce... May is in the month or May is in my Bay May? Oh, your Bay May. <laughs> no, as, as May in the month. It came out in May. And the amount of events they've put on... I mean, they put on a, an Olympic event. They put on... They're having a winter event right now. They had a Halloween event. Uh, they released two new characters, a bunch of new skins, and um, oh, did I mention all the DLC is free? Like, what? Uh, have, what kind of DLC has been other than skins? What 
What is what do you, what the do you new mean? the new characters? You never have to buy a DLC to get the new, new maps too. You never have to get and, exactly and, the new and, maps and, are out. As there there have maps. Okay. Yep. Yep. The only payable content in the game is the loot boxes, and that doesn't make your character better. It doesn't make them stronger. It's it's visual. It's all it's it's how how they how they look. It's emotes, and and. And even then, like, you can't buy certain emotes, you know? So, <laughs> Blizzard has a great track record. I mean, you mentioned World of Warcraft, and people know what it is. You mentioned Heroes of the Storm, and they know what it is. You know, you mentioned, um, what's the card game? Um, Hearthstone. Uh, no. <laughs> Starcraft 2? And they know what it is. <laughs> Star Euchre? <laughs> It's a great game. It's fun. And if you can get a slappy like Wink to stop playing Destiny and come play Overwatch, Wink it's got to be pretty good. Wink needed a break bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I give I gave Overwatch a 10 out of 10 the day I got it, the time I got it. And I just got to level 100 back down to 1, and I'm going through it again. And it's it's just it's still as fun as the first day I got it. So I'm, Overwatch is my game of the year. FIFA 17. I kind of my runner up. I'm, I said it as a joke, but I really do enjoy FIFA games. So <laughs> <laughs> I take it dead serious because I know you love. It soccer is. I mean, games. It, I do love soccer games, <laughs> and I think it's a lot better than previous ones, and it looks beautiful and it's fun. So I mean, yeah. All right. All right. Um, there you go. I I don't disagree with your pick, but I have a different pick. More on that later, as Wink will give his game of the year. Actually, will you do yours real quick? I got a dog emergency. Take a care of yours real quick. Dog <laughs> emergency. All right, all right. Okay, so I'll give a runner-up as well. Um, my runner-up was actually Overwatch, because I do think that that is a game that has a support of a company with, like you said, Zach, uh, a near-perfect track record. And deep pockets. Deep pockets, so you know the game's going to be around for a long time. They have the money mm -hmm. to put into servers to make multiplayer, online multiplayer, stable. Uh, you know that their art designers, art directors, their audio, cinematographers, all of that are going to be top of the line because they want these games to make them money. And in yep. turn, that means that they have to be very fun, very balanced, and they did a knockout job with Overwatch. Love the game. Um, that's my runner-up. My game of the year pick, though, is a game that really is kind of a dark horse pick because it's it brought a whole different level of social interaction to gaming. One that had never been done before. Well, the type of game had been done before, but with nowhere near the success. And I think it is because the franchise that they mixed with the game type. Not necessarily the genre, but the game type. Um, and of course, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm talking about Pokemon Go. Um, oh, did you? What? Yeah. Listen, oh. did you see how many miles that people walked collectively playing Pokemon Go together? Yeah. It was like 9 billion feet or something like that. And Why I said, didn't you say like... Oh, <laughs> Listen, it's crazy. Maybe it's the nostalgia of Pokemon growing up and getting that first Game Boy with that with a Pokemon Red game. 
but it brought everything back for me. Being able to walk and meet people that were battling at gyms, catching the same Pokemon. You said Grand Rapids was crazy. I bet Toledo was was crazy. Louisville was insane. People still play it. Um, I don't know if anyone's maxed out anything yet. But like I said, it brought a whole new social experience to gaming. Uh, It brought people to gaming that would never have otherwise. Because it was a free game. Now, you didn't have the microtransactions there, but because it was a free mobile game and allowed people to interact with each other on a whole different level, you choose your faction uh, and you can just meet people just by walking down the street. Uh, I thought that was a gaming phenomenon. And I think, I think just kind of the breakthrough, the shattering of the glass ceiling that it did, I think it deserves a lot more credit than it's getting. And so that's why I would I definitely pick that for game of the year. Yeah, that's a bold, <sighs> bold pick. But that's a that's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> I, I, I respect your reasoning for it. I don't agree with it. I don't I, agree. I, I I am in the same boat. I think you should have said that for runner up, like honorable mention, just because FIFA like as game of the year. And then FIFA seventeen is game of the year. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I just I don't know. I have a hard time. I understand what you mean. I think of it as like a good social thing, but not not game of the year. But you have your you have your opinion. I'm not going to say it's wrong. <laughs> it is. It is wrong, but I'm not going to say it's wrong. Well, I think your opinion is wrong as well. I would never <laughs> mention FIFA in a gaming. You just podcast said Overwatch is number, number two. <laughs> as yeah, I said that they were my runner up. Definitely. Yeah, so we agreed. But it was that. But they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything that has never been done before. They've just done it with um, the nth degree of perfection. You know, yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference in doing something genuinely new and different, and just like just coming along and saying, you know, we're going to do it and we're going to do it perfect. I respect both, but I'm saying it's just different. And if if Pokemon Go was better balanced and wasn't so grindy, I would probably would agree with you. Um, I think. You insert just random created creatures and take out the actual Pokemon of this game, and it'd been a complete different, you know. Well, yeah. No, you played it. Um, that that takes away some of it from me, because I mean I put a lot of hours in Pokemon Go, um, and then they just made some really bad decisions. Uh, Niantic did like they got rid of the uh, Pokemon search apps and websites, so it made it, you know, near impossible to catch certain Pokemon or, you know, evolve certain guys and stuff like that. I did add some nice features, though. Like, they just actually released the app for the Pokemon, or the Apple Watch yesterday. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, that's nice. Uh, the buddy system they introduced where you can help get candy, just, have, you know, it encourages you to get out and walk even more, you know, instead of just hatching eggs and stuff like that. Um, I, it, it, it took... In, it involved way too much time to reach a high level, you know, and it seems like a lot, it seems like the few people that did reach that high level um, just dominated your area, so it was a harder to take gyms, you know, and get coins from that. But, I mean, it's a different pick. I like it. It's It made me think, at least. It's not even a game I considered when I was looking at my list, you know. Yeah. That's, uh, interesting. All right, all right. Fair enough. 
Are you good with your dog emergency wink? Uh, yeah, I think we're okay. Okay. All right. Well, then why don't you give us your game of the year? All right. My runner up. I like when we talked about doing this episode last week. I was just thinking, I was like, man, there really wasn't a huge variety of games I played this year. It was. It's um, <laughs> been a lot of hours on a few games I did play. Um, Destiny mostly, Division. You know. Um, mm. Overwatch. Now I put a lot of hours in that game. Now. Um, my runner-up this year is Pokemon Moon. Um, okay. okay. I seriously consider it for Game of the Year. Um, I remember we talked about it when it was released. I gave my review of it and how well-progressed the game is mechanically and feature-wise. It made it so much smoother. It made you... Uh, it was just a lot more enjoyable to get to the end-game content and to, whether it be collecting shiny Pokemon or... Filling out your Pokedex wasn't, it didn't feel as much of a grind as it used to. There's a lot, they added a lot of features and uh, for like time saving purposes. And, you know, you could uh, travel faster, you know, whether it be on ground or flying, you know, it just little, little things that made the experience much more enjoyable. Um, but my game of the year is Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. It's, I, I like when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, I really, really enjoyed Pokemon Moon, but I can't pick that over Nathan Drake ending his, you know, franchise and his story. And they ended it in such a perfect, charming fashion. I just couldn't pick anything else over it. I mean, I've, they are releasing a standalone DLC for this game, but it has to deal with Naomi and uh, crap, I can't remember the other chick's name, um, but it has nothing to do with. Sam or Nathan, so um, but it's something I will obviously purchase because I'm a sucker for Naughty Dog. Great. Um, they, I can't remember the last game that they disappointed on. So, uh, yeah, it it was just after you know after thinking about it, it was an easy choice. It was uh, visually stunning. I mean, it was it looked like a Naughty Dog game. It looked ahead of its time. With you know character models and shadows and all that stuff, it looked great. The story, it was a little interesting for them to in, you know, introduce such an important character with Sam, Nathan's brother, in the fourth game. And you know, without ever hearing about him having a brother in the first three, mm-hmm. uh, but it meshed pretty well. It made sense, and you know, the villains were great. Uh, how it ended was great. Where you walk around as his daughter, as the, in the prologue, and you stumble upon all of Nathan's relics that he collected over the years and it's just a great trip down memory lane I, <laughs> it's it was perfect it really was and i if i could i really needed to play it again because i had such a, a good time with it awesome so, yeah 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 i uh i can't say that i was surprised by your pick yeah but i also no can't way. say that i disagree on any level that that was uh a game worthy of game of the year yeah if it's Naughty Dog released a game, let's just say every three years, whether it be a new IP or um, you know the now Last of Us Two, say <laughs> they release a game every three years, and it'd probably be my game of the year. It just it they they are so consistent and so good at what they do. Uh, it real I really wish other studios could take a hint and just mimic everything, every step that they take and every decision they make. They just need to mimic that. That's yeah. what video games should be. Yeah, yeah, great storytelling, 
great animations, great gameplay. Yep. Um, you know, one thing that I think a lot of games overlook that I've noticed, especially third person games, is the camera. You know, how close mm-hmm. it is to the player, what it does when your back's against the wall. Um, and I didn't see really too many, you know, crazy camera glitches with that game. I can't even think of one, to be honest. Yeah, I, like, I never ran into any camera issues to where it would cause me to die or fall off a cliff or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the camera system seemed to work just fine. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I, I would say I think that's a solid pick. Solid pick indeed. So here's my question before we all say our adieus. 2017. One game you're looking forward to. Ooh. Man. That's a good question. Um, I kind of have one in mind. All right, shoot. That uh, new Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. Just because we at Bitwar all play together all the time and it's a it's a competitive co-op game. Uh the co-op aspect looks awesome. Yeah, the four player um, open world. Yeah. And Ghost Recon always usually tells a, a pretty good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never have to get my hopes up for those Tom Clancy games anymore. They always seem to have so many issues. At least I mean the division was a step in the right direction. The division had a lot of promise. And it's still, and it's, we still haven't really. Yeah. I, would, I would love to play the Vision in because I mean, since we stopped playing that game together, they've changed everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind getting back into it and seeing if you know how if it's more enjoyable this time around. I would agree. You know, uh, that game's not a bad not a bad pick. I, I don't think. No, I yeah. think it's uh, it had its issues, had its shortcomings, but they definitely. I'm glad they had in the works expansions that they really listened to the community and added a yeah. bunch of different features. So, especially the world level, being able to change the world level so that you don't have to have, um, you know, three, four pro people, you know, high geared people to make it through the end game. You can do a dumbed down version. You don't get the, the best loot, but you can at least get enough loot to push you to the next level. I think there's three tiers. That was huge to me. And the, the whole gear score addition to it, that was mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, that it's its so, it's, it's crazy how much that's changed since we all played it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, maybe we'll get back into that. Um, I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, game I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking um, at, I'm looking at some lists now because I, I'm trying to think, I'm having a hard time thinking of, like, I know I'd miss something if I just said the first game that came to mind. Yeah. I mean, you can all say FIFA 18. That'd be fine with me. Yeah. Madden 2018. <laughs> Madden 2018. NBA 2K18. Um, I do have a game that I'm looking forward to. The news we talked about initially in the podcast might put a damper on that. But the new Zelda game, Open World, I am really excited to try that. Yeah, I just don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, that's okay. I think I got one for myself now. All right, all right, hit us. Okay, it's a tie actually between two of them. Um, one game that I know all of us will will play and and you know by day one, uh, Halo Wars Two. 
mm. is a game I'm really looking forward to. Mm, yep. Yeah. The first one, albeit not the most balanced game, was a lot better than people gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. A lot more enjoyable, you know, because I love RTS style games to begin with. And you throw Halo in it with the Halo characters, and bam, yep. you, just, you know, you got one customer guaranteed in this guy. <laughs> um, and then another one that I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I'm I know it comes out 2017, but the exact date I don't know. I'd have to look up. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, the PlayStation. Ooh, yeah, that's game, a good pick. Really intriguing. Um, I don't know. It's they haven't shown a lot about it, which is good. I don't want them to show a lot. Um, you know, the concept of robot dinosaurs is cool, and the way you hunt them looks really cool. Um, you know, games like that, I try not to get too hyped for because it it's a completely new IP. Um, and, you know, I hate getting the hype train too high for <laughs> a game like this. Because it, let's say three quarters of the time, or if not more, it ends up being a disappointment. You know, you look at Titanfall, that game was a huge letdown. Yeah. So, but the, I, I would I'm put that number one, you know, without putting a ton of thought into it. I think that's probably my number one. Um, that game looks really intriguing. That looks a lot of fun. Yeah, agreed. Sweet. Agreed in, indeed. So, well, that's all we have for this week, our Game of the Year episode. If you agree with us, disagree with us, if you want to express your opinion for Game of the Year, hit us up on Twitter. That's at BitWarGaming. Let us know. Um, but as for myself, Andrew Winkleman, and Zach Goins, this has been BitWar Podcast. Have a good week and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. FIFA. What's wrong with FIFA?